Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it. Cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a brand, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with sets and things like their wings on it's Tuesday meeting after they win by 36 why did we say he was inactive I don't give <laughs> hello everybody great job by Marissa pulling out that intro as a callback to the last game between the Eagles and the Giants but this time things turned out differently Despite a putrid first half from the Eagles offense, they take down Jake Fromm, Mike Glennon, and the lowly New York football Giants 34 to 10. They move to eight and seven on the season. They are now officially in the playoffs for the season to end today. They are in possession of a wild card spot. They control their own destiny, as it were. They could potentially even clinch a playoff spot as soon as next week. If three things go their way, we are here to talk about it all with Zach Berman, Marissa Morris. Zach, everybody wants to know. How you doing? Doing well. I was uh, I was going to uh, reference Chip Kelly in that you cannot control your own destiny because destiny is predetermined, thus it cannot be controlled. But I think everyone understands what you mean by the expression. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about your favorite football team, and you're bringing up Chip. So this is really you're doing all you're, you're hitting all the beats. <laughs> yeah, playing the hits tonight, right? Yeah, which uh, which I believe you did a little bit late late night last night, or, or I guess was it two nights ago that you you were really <laughs> playing the hits for yourself? Yeah, I I will uh, I'll confess to that. I uh, my wife and kids are out of town. I had the house to myself. And uh, it's a boat and, joke you know, to me that you know, watched, you, you've uh, already exhausted all that you could possibly get out of Saban and Belichick. And so you turn to <laughs> I've watched the Tom Brady documentary. Uh, it, it, it kept me up for a while. I was like, I watched like four episodes of Man in the Arena. A little one man party. Uh, and yeah, I was I was really enjoying it. I I did not have any work that night, had a lot of uh, and, and so had a lot of time on my hands and. Uh, I dug right into that documentary. I bet you did. You, you sick, sick man. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we've got plenty to get to. Uh, what what is your uh, what is your number one prevailing thought coming out of this game, Zach? They won the game, right? Which which sounds like oh well, that's obvious. But no, it's it's not obvious in that uh, they play two games in five days here and. They want both of them. They needed to take care of business. They did. Like you said, 
now they're in position where the playoffs are a realistic possibility. Uh, I, I, I just saw on the NBC halftime show, they had um, the Eagles have a 51% chance. Kornacki uh, is, is like such a low rate budget version of Dennis. I mean, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> no, but, but they Kornacki, have the percentage. Kornacki couldn't, he, he couldn't calculate Dennis's jock. So, but uh, to take it a step further, there were a few things that jumped out. I would say, Jalen Hurts not running at all, right? Uh, had had two carries. Uh, I looked it up. I think that's a really he, it's a really important thing to monitor. The last time he had two carries in a game he started was Mercer in 2017, Alabama Mercer in in 2017. You probably watched that game. <laughs> I don't know if that one was on. Uh, and and so you have to assume that they're either being cautious with the ankle or that the ankle's really bothering him. Um, and perhaps it, it was the second game in a truncated period here because he did run a bit the other day. But um, so that jumped out and he was bad passing the ball. In the I track the uh, I, I track the uh, like planned quarterback runs. So his two runs were both were both uh, called quarterback runs, which means he didn't scramble a single time mm -hmm. uh, and run. Um, and I think there's no doubt that that. Like this is a real thing right yeah. now. Whether it changes with another week of recovery and he can move around a little bit better uh, is is an in important question. It's also why, like you know, if if they could potentially clinch a, a playoff spot next week, then you get another week's rest, uh, and then you can actually lean on the Jalen Hurts running game in the playoffs. If if we can really get ahead of ourselves, things change a little bit. Exactly. And, and and so we'll get more in into the other stuff that happened in the game. But but for me, the the big takeaway is that they're eight and seven and and the playoffs are within reach. And it's it, it's not theoretical. It's it, it's not they need X, Y and Z to happen. No, it's if they win their games, they're in. And uh, like you tweeted out earlier, they also could clinch next week in a very plausible way as well. So uh I think we need to be talking about the Eagles like they're going to the playoffs. Let's get into why don't we, we can go through the nitty gritty uh, of the details here. Uh, so right now, according to 538, um, at eight and seven, the Eagles have a 58% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, as we said, they control their own fate. If they win these next two games, they will be in the playoffs. They will. Uh, I guess it's not. That's not. Oh yes, they they will be in the playoffs if they win the next two games. If they beat Washington and lose to Dallas. It drops to sixty-eight percent, and you would still need uh, you would still need at least one Vikings loss, and I think one Saints loss. Uh, the the sequence for getting into the playoffs next week is very very plausible. It's they beat Washington, who uh, as we see has given up forty-two points in the first half to the Dallas Cowboys and are uh, swinging at each other on the sidelines. Uh, they get that result if the Vikings lose to the Packers uh, next week. And also the result of tonight's game is probably a good news thing for the Packers because if the Cowboys win, the Packers still need to keep winning to try to fight for that number one seed. And then the other thing, the number three thing, is either the Saints need to lose next week to the Carolina Panthers, who have been awful, or both of the following two things have to happen. The Saints have to uh, lose tomorrow night to the Miami Dolphins, and then the 49ers need to beat the Texans next week. All very, very realistic things. Exactly. And and that's why I, I said we need to be thinking 
Like, this is a playoff team, and if they don't make the playoffs, I think it's fair to say it's a disappointment at this point. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, the only way – yeah, I mean, if they if they win next week and then lose in week 18 to Dallas and, and somehow don't make it because the Vikings beat the Packers and then sure. win their last game, that's maybe a little bit more defensible. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're in position. They should make the playoffs. And, and listen, is it true that um, – the the quarterbacks that they have won and turning this beaten in in uh, turning this season around from being down two and five are you know Garrett Gilbert and Jake Fromm and Trevor Simeon and Teddy Bridgewater uh, and all these like mediocre at best quarterbacks. Sure, that's true. But like the mark of a good team is is beating up on bad teams, and they have beat up on bad teams just by just by like down the middle point differential. They've got the 10th best point differential in the, in the entire league. They're playing like they're they're doing what what they can do. Um that first half was an abomination. We can we can get into that, but big picture, uh you know, Nick Sirianni has gotten the most out of this roster. Uh they have leaned on their strengths and and I think like there's no doubt that they deserve to be a playoff team if they, you know, if if they win these next two games and if they uh if they win next week too, I, I would I would imagine. Yes, I, I and I hear you about the quarterbacks. Uh, I I view it two ways. First off, I I know it's it's a discussion point about this defense. Well, yeah, they're beating up on Jake Fromm. They're beating up on on uh, on Garrett Gilbert, and I get that. The flip side is that if you're gonna dock them points for that, if you will, then you need to acknowledge it was Tom Brady and it was sure. you, you know I mean it was the top of the league quarterbacks. Who were them beating the? Who were beating them up Out, outside of Derek Carr? Really? Yeah. I mean, all the guys were like like top Pro Bowl player quarterbacks. Uh, the other thing I I would say is not every team holds serve, and right. the, the, the the Eagles the, didn't against the Giants exactly four weeks ago. It's you know it's it's not played in a simulation, right? These these guys are are still out there. They're they're tired. I might be making too much of it. I I acknowledge it, but they had. A weird week where they practiced one day this week. Uh, they had a walk through another day. Um, they had, uh, you know, there was there's Christmas thrown in. Like like these guys have real lives. It's 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 not like it, yeah. You know, and and their head coach was in a hotel room. So they they they, they where did he not was have where a he was wishing you a merry Christmas, which <laughs> so, we found enjoyable. So they did not have a, a traditional week. And of the three of us, Marissa can attest to this the most. It's hard for these guys to play on Tuesday night and come around on Sunday and and play another game. And um, even though Nick Sirianni didn't use that as, as an excuse, Jordan Maialata, who's actually out there on the field, he said, like, in the first half, they were feeling the effects of the quick turnaround. There's people just yelling at each other all over the place in this in this Cowboys-Washington uh, game. Uh, yes, as you said, it was a weird week. They deserve credit for um, for getting through it. I mean – Short turnarounds happen. Usually both teams have the short turnaround on a Sunday to yeah. Thursday, right? You know, uh, the Giants didn't. Now the Giants are, we can also talk about, I mean, just as lowly as it gets. In your uh, in your time covering the NFL, Zach, where would you say Jake Fromm ranks on the worst quarterbacks you've ever seen live? <laughs> well, there was Danucci and Luke Falk uh, last year. Oh, I think Danucci's better because Danucci was fun at least. Um, <laughs> Danucci was like running around and doing some like weird yeah. arm, arm, like arm angle stuff. 
So Fromm is awful. Luke Falk is probably number one for me, but Fromm is is I think might be number yeah, two. Fromm was was really bad, and like the the Freddie Kitchens offense didn't help at all. Um, they had I thought the best chance for the Giants to to like really gain momentum is they had a drive that started on the Eagles forty eight, or I'm sorry, the Giants forty eight uh, in the first half. Uh, it, at at that point, it's a zero zero game. And they run three times and go three and out, right? Like they they just. I had mean, Joe Judge no... was was desperate to punt in this game. He was like, <laughs> it was like it was like his kink was punting. Well, so his opening uh, statement after the game was about you know how they spoiled this great film, this this great. Film and their punter's awful. Hey, their punter was really bad. He's like the Jake Fromm of punters. I mean, I, I'll just say I know we're not a Giants podcast. It's hard. To build a roster that bad when you have that yeah. many high draft picks and that me- and, and that much cap space. And as as Sheila's pointed out, uh, over the last five years, they are tied with the Jets for the worst record in the entire league. It's pathetic. Yeah, they're awful. And like, then, uh, and this morning, Schefter reports that they're going to bring back Judge and Jones. I, I mean, for for all like for all the the uh, uh, crap, if you will, that that Howie Roseman gets, and 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 look for for full disclosure, we've written a, a lot of critical pieces in the Eagles. You know, tra- in, in, now they did have a bad year last year, like a really bad year. They were a four one team, right? There's no getting around that. They went four eleven and one. That is that is bad. Um, but this year, in what's supposed to be a transition year, right? They are they are right in the mix of the playoffs and uh um they had they 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 like have pieces on their team that giants team and yet zach well go ahead you know i i know they have two first rounders next year but if you're a prospective you know gm or head coach there aren't a lot of building blocks on that roster well yeah but you're the one who of all people zach is going to point to the paragon of class in that organization and how there's nothing there's no better run place no, but they, it, it is while the Eagles are a dumpster fire inside. Look, I, it, it like we were ripping on on Joe Judge, but I saw that the, the uh, New York Daily News piece by Pat Leonard, I, I believe, that they pulled what two hundred thousand dollars for, you know, uh, for employees in the organization, cafeteria workers, um, equipment managers, PR staff, like as as tips. That's that's yeah, a real classy a legal support team, maybe. That's a real classy gesture, like that. It's especially, you know, the holiday season that goes a long way. So that that's a classy thing. That's a nice thing to do. Exactly. Nice thing to do. I don't know that they needed to seek out publicity for it. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't know if they sought it out. Uh, I'll give, I I like, I like Pat Leonard. So I'll give him credit for maybe like really digging and and, uh, scooping that as opposed to, um, you know, John Mara texting it around saying like, look at what we did. Yeah. I, I don't think it was, it was the latter, but who knows? Anyways, about, about the Eagles giants. They yeah. suck. That's a terrible organization. Yeah. Giants are, well, it's a, it's a terrible team. Yeah. It's a, it's a bad team, bad team. It's a terrible organization. Five years in a row, Zach. Oh, I'm not, I'm not defending them. It's a bad team. Uh, okay. Um, Let's talk about that first half. Because it was really, really bad. I mean, we know that the Eagles are coming into this game knowing that everything is ahead of them. 
knowing that they want to avenge what was a very ugly loss to the Giants uh, three or four weeks ago, knowing that they're playing Jake Fromm, and yet they come out just looking awful. First drive, three and out, should have been an interception on third down when Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. makes a terrible decision, rolling to his right, trying to force it to Dallas Goddard, should have been picked, was overturned uh, because the ball hit the ground. Next drive, four plays, got one first down, punted it away. Next drive, three and out. Next drive, five plays, gained uh, 18 yards, actually only eight yards after a penalty, one first down, punted away. Awful. Next, and and Jalen Hurts looked so bad in the beginning of this game. And I know that, 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 like, um, people were saying he, he, you know, he threw those three interceptions against the Giants. It's like a Giants thing. But even in the, in that first Giants game, like, in this, in the beginning of this game, he looked so much more uncomfortable in the pocket than I can remember seeing him in a very long time. Even against the Giants, he was not jittery in the pocket like he was in the beginning of this game. Um, like, just like very, like, like you could tell that he was just very slow to process in the first half. I don't know how much the legs are are affecting that. Like it's affecting his decision-making, um, but it was really concerning. And, you know, if they were playing a team with any semblance of an offense on the other side, they would have been down. Uh, they would have been down a lot of points. Uh, anyway, fifth possession, they gain 53 yards, miss a field goal, much to your chagrin. Uh, which we can get to later. <laughs> that is and true. And then eventually they get a, a field goal at the end of the half after um, after gaining 56 yards. It was it was really bad. And to be tied 3-3 at halftime against Jake Fromm is like is almost as bad as that Raiders game in terms of level of performance. Yeah, a few things. I'm I'm, I'm not a uh, well. I'll, I'll start with Hertz. He was careless with the ball. That's what was problematic to me, and and he yeah. had the the fumble that was a week really ago bad. Where Sirianni said, as he was oh. coming off the field, that, that 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 he was careless with the ball. Well, today, I thought that first, you know, between the fumble that he had, that, that they fumble recovered, was really bad. The near interception was just just careless. Like that is inexcusable. And the the law, or I'm sorry, the the win. It makes it so it's not such a big deal, but they're 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 yeah, not. They fumble be... away the opening kickoff. I mean, it, exactly. Um, they so I I I I thought they were just careless overall in that first half, and then also I'm not a run the ball guy, but I I did I do think they got too pass happy in the first half as well. And I know you pointed out that when they did have that drive where they ran the ball two straight times, it, it didn't work. But the best thing they had going in the first half was Miles Sanders's runs. Yeah, I mean, I think the the leaning on the run thing is um, it plays out over the course of a game. It's hard it's hard to really get on them like two possessions into the game. Um, it's more of like a if you run the ball enough with this offensive line, it's going to be successful, and like you're putting in the investment uh, mm-hmm. for things to pay off as the game goes on. I I I I, I don't. Like the, the opening drive, it's like, okay, well, you didn't run the ball, but that's fine. I think they called RPOs on those first two plays, and he correctly threw the ball. So um, I don't know. It's a little it's a little unfair when, when the sample size is so small, but then like once you get going, then yeah, they should have been running the ball more. Yep. God, Heineke is so bad. Um, okay. 
Do you want to keep talking about the first half or do you want to talk about turning things around in the second half? Because we haven't really, we'll save the defense for like its own conversation, I guess. Okay. But. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, we can go like throughout the first half, but overall, I, I, I thought coaching staff, players, I thought the offensive line was fine, actually. I, I, I didn't think the offensive line was horrible in the first half. I, I, I thought, yeah, I, I thought quarterbacks and coaches were the, the quarterback and the coaches were the issue there. Yeah, I agree. The, I didn't I didn't like the game plan uh, mm-hmm. early on, as you said. So uh, first half hurts. Uh, his numbers were seven for 17 for 94 yards. Uh, one sack again should have been an interception, should have been a fumble. Otherwise, his numbers would have been even worse. But he ends up finishing the game with. 17 of 29 for 199 yards, two touchdowns um, and a uh, long of 46. And as you said, two carries for seven yards, which was uh, the thing that really jumped out. Miles Sanders leaves this game with a hand injury and does not return. Um, uh, I saw on NBC, Mike Florio was reporting something about um, an evaluation for tomorrow, but I didn't, I didn't get to the end of what his report was. I just, I lost my attention span. So I don't know what it was. Is there a joke there or is there? Yeah, it's just like when he's talking, I just, I, you know, who can who can listen to a segment for the, who has the yeah. attention span these days to make it through an entire oh, sentence okay. on I see TV. what you're saying because of the, he, he referenced the length of our article back in April. Okay. I just, <laughs> well, I mean, who, who has time? Who has time to sit there and watch Mike Florio talk? So, you know, it's been a long It's my day. job I, to know I, what he's trying to report <laughs> and I can't even make it through. <laughs> These days, there's too much going on. I don't have time for that. <laughs> and I don't really believe that okay. anybody does. I I feel like people are lying if they say they sat there and watched that whole segment. <laughs> I didn't see the segment, so. Well, I didn't finish it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Jordan Howard also left this game. Stinger. Um, Stinger. Those are tough. And then once, you know, once you, once you sting someone, then it gets removed. And you die. It's a, it's a little B joke for you. <laughs> so their uh, their running game would be down if if Sanders misses some time and if Howard's not back with the stinger, they're down to Boston Scott, uh, uh, Kenny Gainwell, and I assume Jason Huntley gets the nod at that point. But that that really hinders what has been a strength of yours. And yet, I think they'd be fine because like if, the they, to, if line, they have to give. Boston's got 25 carries. I think they'll be all right. I was listening to, uh, I, I don't mean for the aside here. I was listening to um, Pablo Torres podcast, the daily. Uh, it's a good podcast. You've got and he had so many pods, man. And he had something on, it, it was, it was like behind the scenes of sports betting. He was interviewing Sam Borden on how um, they make their line on how odds makers make their lines. Uh, and it was, I, I bring that up because, Dalvin Cook's injury did not affect the line whatsoever. And basically, like the idea was uh Vegas doesn't think a running back being in or out of the game should affect like the outcome at well, all. Well, Alexander like, Madison's good too. I mean, he's not but like but if yeah. an offensive but but what he it, the podcast was for like the uninformed, right. basically. And it said if an offensive lineman is out, credit Marissa here, uh, or mm. if a if a quarterback's out then that would move a line, but not a running back. Right. And of course, if it's the Browns, if an offensive lineman's out, it makes the Browns, it, it gives points in their favor because all of a sudden you get Michael Dunn in the lineup. That's worth a couple points against the spread. 
Well, the, the more Boy, Micah he Dunn was plays, so good. Oh man, yeah. he was so good last night. He's gonna Wally Pip somebody there. <laughs> it was a, another tough loss, though. That's all he cares about. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> Team guy. I was so mad about that. Yeah. What is Baker Pretty doing, man? Um, but still yeah. in it. They're still in it. <laughs> Zach was. I think Zach is rooting for the Packers. Um, just, I think, just to be perfectly honest, because he wants them to get the one seat. <laughs> Well, that Just last night, make sure I was, that, I was that rooting for Michael Dunn to do well. But yeah. Although, Zach, that's a dangerous game because if the Eagles if the Eagles then win, you know, down in Tampa or out in Arizona, then they then they got to go to Green Bay. Sure. I, I don't dislike Green Bay. I was just saying if you, you, if you gave me the option, history. if you gave me the option of Green Bay or Tampa uh, on a January weekend, I would take Tampa. I, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. You just don't want to be within any kind of proximity to to Aaron Rodgers at this point. <laughs> no, I, I the ease of travel in the playoffs matters. It's it's different in the regular season when you can spend a weekend there. Playoffs, short notice. You're dealing with 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 whether you want to get in and out. Okay. Um. All right. I mean, I really don't think there's that much to talk about about the offense, like. They they sort of like shook off the cobwebs in the second half. Jalen Hurts still didn't play that great. Well, the um, Lane Johnson touchdown we can talk. About. Lane Johnson touchdown we can talk about. I think we can also talk about um, like the wide receivers making plays downfield was mm-hmm. nice to see. Uh, two two uh, long deep balls, one to Devontae Smith, one to Quez Watkins. Quez Watkins has done like dating back to the preseason has shown that he can he can go up and get those balls in 50-50 uh, situations. I, I would like to see them give him more opportunities. I agree to do that. Um, and Devontae made a really nice play on that ball, too. I actually thought that was a pretty good throw from Jalen Hurts, like arm strength wise, um, yeah. because he did not ha- he did not have a chance to like load up for it. It was just off his back foot and he got it there. Um, so I thought that was good. Uh, obviously, the Devontae Smith touchdown, a fun. Um, oh, this is good. We got to talk about this, Zach, because that led to uh, that led to you getting called on to do your pool reporter duties. <laughs> sure, sure. What do you want to know? Tell tell the listeners, tell them everything about this process. <laughs> we well, we did this a few years for our, our listeners. The last time I did this was the Seattle, the Eagles Seattle playoff game when uh, mm-hmm. Carson got hit by Clowney, and we we want to know about. Maybe that you're going to win an award for this game story too. I doubt it. Actually, this story's <laughs> not. <laughs> this one's not an award winner, um, but. Uh, that one, you go down to the referee's locker room. You interview the referee. What's the referee's locker room official. like? I, I, I actually, I met them outside. The okay. they came out. We, Usually, we do you go that. in? If it, it was non-COVID uh, times, I think. It, well, well, today it, it wasn't like that because today the right. issue okay. was in was in New York. Um, you know, New York overturned that call there. So uh, I was on the phone with Walt Anderson. Um, from the Flex. NFL, and I mean, you asked me what happened here. I know, but I mean, not everybody <laughs> and, gets to get on the phone with with WA. <laughs> and I asked, you know, three questions about the play. Uh, and well, it was very weird. Yeah, they called it a touchdown. Then they said, upon review, yeah. it's incomplete. And then they said, okay, now we're going to take a further look at it. There was no, there was a lapse in communication. Basically, they they announced on the field too quickly. Uh, about the overturn, they 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 had more camera views that they were going to look at, and there was just there was a communication lapse. It was fixed. 
in any event, um, that's it's it's not a big deal for the Eagles right now. But it was a touchdown for Devontae, a, a nice pass, a nice catch. It was fun to see the sausage made on you having to do that because, frankly speaking, like this game was not a close game and it did not matter to the Giants. So, like, why did they need? Why did their beat writers need to be so aggrieved about that call that they needed to? I don't uh, upend your post game responsibilities, but you know you're you're a man of the people. You do what's asked. You're yeah. the poor reporter because you're the most reliable man in the room. I well, I I wouldn't say that, but in the in a typical situation, you go down. It's all downstairs. So you're in the Eagles press conference room. You just you scoot right over to the coaches or to the referees locker room. You ask your few questions, and and then you're back. Uh, in in this situation had to kind of be in a quiet space to answer my phone. So logistically it was a little different, but it was no problem. Happy to do it. All worked out. Okay. Uh, why don't we take a little break to hear from our sponsors. We'll come back on the other side. We'll talk about the Lane Johnson touchdown first of his career. We'll talk about uh, uh, an impressive defensive performance, even considering the lowly nature of the opposition. And we will get into a little uh, super sarcastic. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. A blocked punt for a touchdown by Corey... Is it is it Clement or Clement? It's Clement. Hmm. I've been trying to get that right for six years. Um, Zach, by the way, I... I, I, I... I will say I I bet you're very good at all those uh you know day drinking games the cornholes the, I'm very good yeah. at cornhole. Yeah. If you Always remember it, it in in Madison you whipped me in uh in Papa in in Papa shot. Hmm. Well, handsome Rich Rich Hoffman is is the the best one at Papa shot. Uh he whipped he whipped both Sheila and I and uh, Sheila and me at uh, in Minneapolis so shout out to handsome Rich. There you go. But I would beat him in cornhole. Um, you know, Zach, we both 
you know, this week we were thinking, okay, we're going to get the Kevin Petulo show. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, a little, little change up. I was thinking I was maybe going to, you know, for the first time ever, I had an idea for the day after before <laughs> the game, I told you, which meant I yes. jinxed it. I was going to write like, uh, in jest, let's have a, like why Kevin Petulo should be the head coach moving forward. Like, you know, sort of making fun of the quarterback competition or quarterback controversy. Um, but I know you were probably doing advanced work as well. So um, I'd like to ask you, where did Kevin Petulo meet his wife? Where and how? <laughs> I, I didn't get to that part. That I, I don't know. Even though you had like, extra time at home alone? I did. I, I wasn't preparing for – I wasn't doing the feature on Kevin Petulo. Okay. I was doing more the uh, – I wanted to know the the mechanics of – the of, of taking over do you coach it the way you want to do you coach it the way the head coach does uh, i i would have been fascinated like a fourth and two in in that situation uh do you do it the way you know and and how do you prepare for it and i saw a, a quote from uh dan lanning the uh, new coach at oregon uh who he was asked about his lack of head coaching experience and he he mentioned that he did he coached uh third grade intramurals one time, you know? And so I, I wanted to know if, if, uh, Petulo gave a good answer to your question about this, but it was funny because you, you started it the same way. You started it. Like I saw the Oregon, the Oregon coach say this (laughs) as if Petulo had also already seen it. Like, as if he plugged into that. So it's interesting. You say that I, I was trying to figure out how to frame the question because I didn't want it to seem like, like, have you ever coached anything in your life? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to like, be That's lighthearted yeah, yeah, about yeah. it and and he said that uh you know his his daughters and his daughter's soccer team or something he, he might have jumped in but he usually tries to stay on the on the side for that so and of course his daughter who um was birthed by his wife who he met <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you that's uh, too bad uh all right zach uh eagles are up 20 to 7 they get down to the five-yard line. The referees announce number 68 is no, – no, it's not 68, is it? 68 was last night. The 68 was, was last night. Uh, Lane Johnson is reporting as eligible. 65 is his number. Yes. Uh, 65 is reporting as eligible. And it was like my ears perk up because usually it's the sixth guy who, who comes on who mm-hmm. reports as eligible, in this case, Brett Toth. So the fact that they were announcing Lane Johnson, your, your ears perk up a little bit. Apparently, uh, the Giants were not as plugged in as as we were in the booth, and the Eagles pull the long-awaited, I would say, play-action touchdown pass to Lane Johnson, the former tight end, former college, JUCO quarterback. He catches it. He does a little uh, Lincoln leap, and everybody's very excited. Good stuff. Is there any story where uh, that I can read about his athletic background in? Uh, there is actually, okay. if you, I, I think it's a website called, was it the Atlantic? <laughs> we, we, we really shouldn't mistell our, or, or misrepresent our website. The Just Atlantic Google, would, uh, Google Lane Johnson, uh, Kilgore, Bo Wolf. There you go. By the way, if, if, if you do. want to, if, if you don't do that and you want to get to the athletic, you can subscribe oh, at yes. the athletic.com slash birds with friends, where now until the end of the year, you can get 24. $4, I believe, for a for an annual subscription. So $1 take, for every number on uh, Jordan Howard's jersey. 
So take advantage of, of that deal if you don't subscribe. And if you do subscribe, we appreciate it. Did you watch the show 24, Zach? I Back did not. I did not. My brothers did. I did not. Mm. I liked it. Jack on. Bauer, yeah. right? That's who it was. Yeah. yeah. Tony Almeida. Yeah. I I did not watch it. I did watch. I have um, a very I have a very vivid memory of like I I guess I was I would have been in high school, and they had like all you know it was it was the show that was like the hyped show on like football Sundays or whatever on Fox. And you like you saw so you were just inundated with promos, and I was like uh, like this to, like I don't know about this. And I think it was a Sunday. It was, I think I think it premiered on like a Sunday night, and I wasn't planning on watching it. And then my dad came in. He was like, "You want to watch? You want to watch 24? I was like, "All right, let's do it." It was like it was like a little pep in my step. He's asking me go. to watch this show. A little little step up in the ladder. I felt like, and so we watched it. It's I watched stuff. the first season of of Designated Survivor, which was mm. uh, which is the same actor, right? Kiefer Sutherland, right? That's Correct. Who it is. Okay. Son of. Donald Sutherland, of course, one ah, of the greats, okay. one of the all-time greats. Okay, very handsome, I would say. <laughs> All right, David Palmer, of course. All right, let's 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 talk uh, the Lane Johnson. Dennis Haysburg, come on, Major League. What are we talking about? All right, um, Lane Johnson thing. Everybody seemed very excited for him, and it seemed like. Uh, the like the Lane Johnson Pro Bowl snub has been an actual like talking point and motivating factor uh, for for some people this week. Sure, and look, Lane Johnson's an incredible player, and he he had that uh, back in was it 2017 when he got snubbed and he slept at the uh, facility, right? He didn't go home, mm. slept at the facility, and then the next night he uh, he. What he stonewalled? Uh, I think it was it was uh, it was Mac, right? Sounds right. Yeah, I think the Raiders game on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, sounds familiar. So, yeah, okay. so he he's got East Texas. The play was called East Texas. Mm -hmm. I thought you were. I thought you might you might have more color on this. So oh, I'm, more I was for you. You wrote about it. I mean, I I can give well, you. Well, yeah, I'm just more just. I'm ready about the offensive line. You know, the yeah, but that's Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Jordan yeah, Mylotta. These guys. Th this team that is that is testing the uh, thought experiment. How far can a team go on offensive line alone? I stayed away from that in my story because I I know that's in the day after. Okay. Yeah, yeah but so you like I, a, you like I feel like you like a you like a, a story a theme a, a moment. Yeah, I I th I thought that was good. I I, I thought okay. first off, um, yeah, there were there's a lot packed into the feeling good for Lane Johnson. Of course, the Pro Bowl snub uh, makes it timely. It was acknowledged by his uh, it was acknowledged by his teammates. I actually thought Jordan Mailata the other day wow. when he was asked if he felt he was snubbed, and he he said he didn't feel like he was as much as Lane Johnson, and and that's something. That is that that's come up multiple times, but then also there's the uh, is is Taylor Heineke hurt? He just got just okay. pounded in the chest. And then there's obviously everything that that Lane has has been through this uh, this year and frankly beyond this season, but uh, but uh, this year specifically. And and you wrote about that after the Detroit game on Halloween, so people can look up Bo Wolf, Lane Johnson, um, and that's another Lane Johnson piece that will come up. 
Uh, but day after he could, yeah, day after, that. but, but, but there's a lot that's, that's gone into Lane Johnson's year. And I, I think, uh, for him to get in, in, into the end zone and the play was executed perfectly. Like he was, he was wide open. I, I, I would think too, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. If they're announcing 65 is reporting as eligible, you would a little, have somebody, a little alert. Yeah. Yeah. Keep your eyes on 65. Um, you know, there was that, uh, the, the famous uh, Ravens Patriots sequence where they didn't announce the guy who was eligible. Right. Mm. And uh, it was, it was um, the Lane Kiffin play that, that, that they ran. And it was, it was back in the playoffs a few years ago. It was Seth Wickersham did a great job writing about it in his book. Um, anyways, uh, I, I would think that you would have your eyes set on 65. No, 65 was, Wide open. You described the Lincoln leap. I'm curious who he got. I, I now we did not get a chance to speak to Lane Johnson after the game. I'm curious who he gave the ball to, right? Because he he catches his touchdown, and it looked like he just gave it to somebody in the stands. But then he said in his uh, his quotes to the uh, team oh, that the team they're going to get the ball back. Uh, they're gotcha. going to give that going to give they're going to give that guy something. Gotcha. All right. Good. As as they should. I did not see that. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, Zach. Let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the defense. Um, I mean, they were playing a terrible, terrible, terrible offense, but they also threw the first like three and a half quarters were holding the Giants to like two yards per play. Mm -hmm. uh, it was ridiculous. Um, it's hard for me to parse, like, are they any better than they've ever been? Or was this just a reflection of a terrible team? I thought the, I thought the pass rush was a little bit more frisky tonight, uh, or this afternoon, than, than it has been the past couple weeks. Again, a bad offensive line, so that's certainly part of it. But you got to give them credit, at least. Like, they, they, didn't, they, they basically gave up three points when the game was in, in contention. Exactly. And... And the other thing too is is they had some short fields early on, and uh, you know they they forced the Giants off the field. I I thought that the the pass rush was better than it was a week ago. I thought I thought the pass rush should have taken more advantage of Washington a week ago. They were just living in the backfield tonight. Um, they they had two interceptions. They should have had three. Darius Slay dropped the easiest one that he could have had all all year. Uh, so that I, was I, bad. I, yeah. But I, 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 I thought brutal overall, for me at one point, but they ended yeah. up making making it worth it. But I, I, I thought the defense was just was just really good. And uh, Rodney McLeod, how about Rodney McLeod, who is like losing playing time because they continue mm -hmm. to uh, rotate Marcus Epps in. It'll usually be like McLeod and Anthony Harris for the first like three series, and then they'll start rotating in Epps for one of the two of them. Uh, but McLeod, he had the interception on the the uh, second play from scrimmage in the second half. That sort of basically ended the game really frankly uh but that was an easy one but then he made a nice play on alex singleton's interception for a touchdown he broke that up um and it was a good place yeah good for him yes yeah uh and and really that that play changed the game in that i mean perhaps the offensive onslaught was coming regardless but that gives the offense a short field what they got at the 21 or so and uh they score. It was a five-play drive. There was the penalty on the Goddard touchdown that got called back, but they had the uh, the screen pass to Jordan Howard, and they ran what three or four times. Boston Scott punches it in, 
the Eagles take a 10-3 lead, never look back. So I I, I thought the interception second play there uh, changed the game, right? If if the Giants get momentum on that drive, who knows what would have happened? How about the Nard Dog? The Nard Dog. Andrew Bernard, I who's <laughs> Jannard Avery. Oh, okay. Is is that a name for him? Like has it is now. Ever? Okay. Marissa, did you have any idea what what they were talking about? Um, no, yeah. but I call my cousin Nard Dog, so um, <laughs> it just made Wait me think of her. You're related to Jannard Avery? <laughs> no. Her name is Christina. I'm not really sure why we call her Nard Dog, but <laughs> that's her nickname. She like Andrew Bernard? Um, I, I honestly have no idea how it how it started, but it's gone on since high school. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> What's her uh, so, name? What's her? Oh yeah, never, never mind. Go Christina. Ahead. She's a pharmacist. Yeah. She's the pharmacist. Oh, she's the far. She's the pharmacist. Yes. Oh, yep. nice. Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna go. Anytime I just go to a CVS pharmacist <laughs> to purchase ten items, I'm gonna just call them Nardog. Yeah. Here you go. Bring these up, Nardog. <laughs> so I, I, I have this this bad Nard Avery joke, not a Nardog, but a different joke uh-huh. that I have. Is it off color? No, I've I've said it to you uh, a few times, which is that um, if you remember the Eagles Bears playoff game when Golden Tate scores the touchdown, the game with the uh, the go ahead touchdown or the game winning touchdown, and they said on the telecast, uh, "This makes the trade worth it right here, right." And so every time Jannard Avery makes a play, I just always think that the broadcasters are saying, and this makes the trade worth it right here. Like like that, that uh, uh, a, a play in an Eagles Giants game when he, yes. what did he, and well, then he, he got the pressure. Play. He got the pressure on the McLeod interception. Um, yes. Now it looked like it could have been called for hands to the face. He did hit Jake Fromm right in the, uh, in the choppers. But uh, then he also, uh, I would say, like the kind of play that maybe Saquon Barkley should just retire uh, when he just he, he sort of caught Saquon Barkley from behind. I mean, never, never has it been more clear that the guy is totally cooked. I mean, I'm I, Saquon's such a joy to watch that I just hope it, it just took him a little more time to get back from the injury. And next year he looks like Saquon because just from a football watching perspective, he's he's a special player. So, uh, but yeah, Saquon he, he or Nardog. Uh, Saquon, the my favorite Jadard Avery play of the year was last week when he jumped the snap and we were, and we were all convinced he was offsides. Yeah. I say last week it was Tuesday night, right? Right, and he's like he's he's definitely offsides. Yeah, but yeah, and the just... Washington beat writers were complaining about it for ten minutes, <laughs> like just would not stop. And then the replay showed that he wasn't offsides, yeah. and they were still complaining. <laughs> yes, your team is losing forty nine to seven. They're not aggrieved. You're starting Gilbert Gottfried. Garrett Gilbert. Yeah. What? Um, overall, I, I thought Josh Sweat really showed Josh up. Josh Sweat looks good time. today. Yeah. Yeah. Going up. Now, up. Was he going up against Nate Solder? Uh, he was coming up against Matt. Uh, well, Nate Solder wasn't out there. He was, he was up against Matt Peart. Got it. Or, uh, Pert? Peart? What's the... The home, uh, Josh sweats the home up, is where the part is. Sweats up to, I believe, six sacks. So he needs one more to set a career high. Ridiculously on the Pro Bowl alternate list. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> you will uh, 
on one hand you like rip on the pro bowl and then yeah. on the other hand you you are aggrieved by omissions no, and that's conti- that's continuing my ripping it's a stupid it's a stupid no, but thing. you put so much you're like you yeah, always say it doesn't matter who gets in but but then it bothers you when somebody gets in <laughs> well i can't i i mean i can't pretend to be consistent in everything <laughs> fair um i got I gotta have stuff to complain about yeah do you yeah i'm a white male everything's going <laughs> against me the world wasn't built only for my uh advancement uh jake elliott missed his first uh his first field goal or extra point since october since the bucks game uh that thursday night game in october cost me in since super sorecasting mm, but also it was tease. uh he was uh he was rolling at that point so just something the monitor wouldn't put too much stock into one miss but they uh they're certainly going to need jake elliott down the stretch here people right. are saying it's a bad snap i i haven't watched the game back was it a bad snap I also haven't watched the game yeah. back, so I'll I'll take the uh, commenter's word for it. Uh, all right, let's take uh, let's take our last quick break here, and then we can get into the super sourcing that you teased uh, on the other side. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Directv has the most MLB games. Visit Directv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Super sorecasting this week. The stakes were high. You and Shield tied atop the leaderboard at five and a third. Me, two games behind with three and a third. A solo win by either one of you would eliminate me from super sorecasting unless, now we need to talk about this, this game goes on as long as the Eagles season goes on. So if the Eagles make it to the playoffs, those turkeys are still carrying over. The leaderboard's still going. So, uh, that being said, Shield had five purchases that he was watching this game. Dallas Goddard has at least 100 receiving yards. Did not happen. Not a very big game from Dallas Goddard um, today, Zach. He had two catches for 28 yards. They tried to get him the ball early and then sort of went away from him. Anything uh, You make anything of that? I don't. Um, no, I, I want to go back and – look through it to see if if there was any particular attention paid on to Goddard, but I wouldn't be worried about Dallas Goddard. Uh, he also had Devontae Smith has at least 100 receiving yards. Five for 80 for Devontae Smith. Good bounce back game for him, but not over 100. He had the Eagles score on 50% or more of their possessions, excluding end-of-half kneel downs and other obvious give-up possessions with no passes. Now, Marissa brought up there could potentially be some discussion here about the last drive of the game for the Eagles, which was seven runs. Now, they got the ball with just under four minutes left. I would say that that does not count as an end-of-game kneel down. Therefore, the Eagles had 11 possessions. They scored on five of them. Shield does not get that one. The broadcast mentions the note about Joe Judge playing uh, Fly Eagles Fly and all that Philly stuff uh, did not happen. And there is a mirror play. 
closely following that, as I always do. <laughs> Did not happen. So a shutout for Shield. Zach, Miles Sanders has at least 100 rushing yards. You only bid three turkeys on that bad boy, but you didn't get it. Uh, there are no missed field goals by either team. As we said, Elliot misses a field goal. You were uh, crestfallen, I would say. I was not crestfallen. I, I mean, please. <laughs> you were bereft uh, on the turf. No, I I maintained my professionalism at all points there. There was no exasperation. I there thought was... I was going to have to hold you back from breaking a hole in the window Let's... and jumping out. <laughs> No one around us would even know there were implications on Swooper at that point. I don't know about that. And you also had Jalen Rager has either a touchdown or a catch of 20 or more yards. He had a catch of 13 yards. Uh, you wanted them to get him the ball in the end zone. Unfortunately, they did not do it. But you also had, Zach, uh, the, one, the, one of the most interesting Swoopers we've had in a very long time. The Eagles defense allows fewer points than there are total turkeys carried over to the next week's Swooper. You played it marvelously. 12 turkeys carried over. They only gave, they only scored 10 points. You mungered that bad boy, and so you were on the board with one. Did you I just only... uh, Charlie Munger? Did you just make Charlie Munger a verb? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you, you designed uh, an unlivable uh, dorm, and everybody got mad about it. Um, so there was actually when the Giants got possession with a buck 51 to go, I think they were at their 30 or so. I thought like there's a chance here. Joe judge is going to kick a field goal in a, uh, in whoa, it was, you know, in a game where the field goal wouldn't matter at this point, just to make the score look a, bit, a little better. It was a 34, 10 game. Like does he want to make this 34, 13, just, just uh, in, in case. So there was a small part of me that was a little worried there, but the Eagles made a few stops. And then I had Jake Fromm throws an interception. Bingo, bango, bongo. The ball travels more than 60 yards when respotted after the first or third quarter. I've been way too many turkeys on this, uh, realizing how difficult it is to happen. Uh, seven turkeys didn't happen. What are you laughing that's at? Why, that's why I thought it was both combined. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But you were the one that's like, no. It's, yeah, no. It's yeah, one. because I think it's. I think it was in reference to the Herbig thing. Um so, yeah, I'll take the loss there. But well, I also had the Eagles win and the Vikings lose. Hit the parlay, a win for Bo, and things are really heating up in Super Sorecasting. Zach, of course, has the most turkeys in hand. He's got eight for next week. I've got one. Shields got three. We are getting down to the wire, and the drama, the tension is through the roof. Well, first, well, uh, two things here. First off, congratulations to Bo, Thank a well earned victory. Uh, second, a little self-deprecation here when you're talking about the um, the between quarters thing. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> um, I I mean, sometimes you you say things that you're just like that was a really dumb comment, right? <laughs> um, so I so I said to the bow, I, I I said that didn't hit for you, did it? And he's like, no, you need to be within the twenties. And they I said the 45, him, I think. Yeah. And I said, to him, oh, but it, it's a mirror play. And Bo says, Zach, all the um, change of possession or all the change of quarters are mirror plays. And I was like, <laughs> that's what it is. You know, that, that is what it is. Yeah. I've literally never thought about mirror plays, right? Until it was brought up <laughs> on the podcast. A matter of fact, I didn't know that was a term until I was on this podcast. It so, wasn't a term. We invented the term. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, so I, I, I didn't kind of put it together and, 
Um, but but you were right. Soda, it's true. True. But I was like, yeah, that's a that's a foolish comment I made. Anyways, uh, great job by Bo winning this week. And um, I agree. This is this is a pretty um, this is pretty heated here going into these final two weeks. Very exciting. Or okay, so Alex asked the question, and we did discuss this pre-pod. Is this going to go into the playoffs? Granted, the Eagles make the playoffs. Now, Sheila's going to say that I'm like making up rules here, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to do it, but. I think it goes. I think it goes without saying that the game goes as long as the Eagles' season goes. But we need Let's a tie the chat and Twitter weigh in if yeah. it does get to that point. I I agree that it should keep going, but I could see Shield having uh, an issue with that, especially if he wins next week and then he takes the lead. Hmm. Yeah, probably so. Um, okay, Zach. Anything else we need to get into uh, about this game? About this game, um, what do you, what do you make I, of uh, what do you, uh, you know the fumble by Gainwell on the opening kickoff? Mm-hmm. Rager had a couple bad punt returns, then he had a good one. Are you worried? But uh, I don't know. Are you worried about the special teams? Did you think no, that I was going to bring not, that I, question I, to you at this late hour? I th- I, th- I thought Rager had a, had a good return, but um, he got some boos. He had that drop that very easy screen, which yeah. again, I think you may have been one, the one booing because uh, the, he could have got into the end zone. I was not booing, but that was a ripe scoring opportunity. You there. were saying boo earns. Um, no, I, I I think the running back injuries are something that we can't necessarily minimize because yeah. uh, it's the top two guys in the, on the depth chart there. So that's one thing that, that, that jumps out as a takeaway. Other than that, um, no, I, I, I think uh, I, I want everyone to read the day after tomorrow because it seems Jason Kelsey's speech last night was was pretty um, was something that that really galvanized the team. And, Press on. Uh, Jason Kelsey's been like publicly very emotional. You actually asked him, does he always cry? And he brought up country music songs and and, and anything else? that's a journey, <laughs> movies and shows about a about a. a person overcoming something on a journey gets to him what makes you cry on, me on, on shows or yeah almost anything oh really okay, i'm a very a i'm a very easy crier me uh, too okay. oh me yeah too. it's ridiculous okay commercials like, make me cry <laughs> things that things that are like like i've i've seen something many times and like i shouldn't it shouldn't make me cry will still make me cry it's i agree i think i've told this story on the podcast uh like we were coming home from our uh our honeymoon uh location unknown well i will not say i cannot disclose uh we were on a plane and you know like when you're on a plane it's like you you'll you can cry even easier um because it's why you're you're a captive audience like there's nowhere to go so you're like even a little bit more immersed in the story is is, is that a thing that is a thing that is okay that people cry more on planes i did not know Um, that okay and Rachel was sleeping, and I, I watched the movie uh, About Time um, with uh, Rachel McAdams and uh, what's his name? Gleason, Brendan Gleason's son, I think. Anyway, yeah, it is. It. And the guy, Dom, uh, Dom and uh, Bill, and Bill Nye. Um, and like, I wasn't just crying, I was like, just, uh, just like an inconsolable mess. And it's like it was just very funny because like Rachel's just sleeping next to me and I am like just like a melting puddle. And Rachel does not really cry in movies either. 
her, she does not really cry uh, from movies. And so like I had this memory for a long time and then eventually uh, convinced her to watch the movie several years later. And again, I'm just totally inconsolable. And she this time is also crying. So a little bit, uh, a little, a little bit of credit to the movie that it made both of us cry. There you go. I've never seen it, but I probably would cry too. So I'll add it to the list. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like a a uh, an achievement in uh, filmmaking necessarily, but it you know the, the uh, emotional heartstrings it pulls worked for me. What makes you cry, Zach? Uh, like a father Rat son poison? type thing. No, father son type stuff in movies, right? Like, yes. uh, you know, the the field of dreams. Would you have a catch? Uh, you know, pursuit of happiness. Like when you know Will Smith and his son. Father mm. son stuff makes me cry. Yeah, yeah. That that tugs a heartstring for me. So, uh, okay. What you else? You guys is are there? gonna make me cry now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like Michael Dunn playing sometimes <laughs> makes me cry. That's made me cry before. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a like a very low effort thing. It's really it's very easy. Uh, all right, what else is coming up this week, Zach? So it's a normal week finally for the Eagles, right? Uh, they haven't had that in a few weeks here. Um, we'll we'll speak to Nick Sirianni on Monday, uh, which is which is tomorrow. Um, coordinators Tuesday, players Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, everything as, as Bill mentioned last week is virtual for us from a, uh, talking to players perspective, but we are allowed on the practice field Thursday and Friday. So we'll, we'll see them then. And a uh, big game against Washington, Washington coming off an ugly loss here. Uh, I would say the Eagles fans monitor tomorrow night, um, Saints Dolphins game, um, because that's obviously important from my postseason implications perspective and uh it's also important from a draft pick perspective too uh i mean there's a chance here that all three eagles picks are uh in the playoffs right the dolphins if That's the dolphins true. win tomorrow night then they're the front runner for the seventh seed in the afc which is amazing given where they were um yes tomorrow night is uh we talked about the balance between rooting for the pick or not um, I think tomorrow night you're rooting for the Dolphins. You're rooting for the pick to get worse because mm -hmm. if the Saints lose that game, the Eagles are uh, in very good position to make the playoffs. Um, and even if they don't, if the Eagles get the other two results next week, they're like a 98% chance to make the playoffs if they win and the Vikings lose. So looking good. Um, oh, man. I'm glad they pulled Heineke, but I, I need I need a couple extra points from – Antonio Gibson, it's not going to happen for me, Zach. I played Cam Newton over Davis Mills. Made the, made the wrong choice. I need 20 I points out of Gusecki tomorrow, so go oh, That's Dolphins. something to root for. <laughs> From? Gusecki. South Jersey. South yeah. Jersey. That was, that was a Zach. Uh... Yeah. Yep. Okay. Of course I know Jersey guys. <laughs> like uh, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. And Bruce Springsteen is a Jersey guy. Yeah, he's he's more than North Jersey, but from my time at the Star Ledger, oh, they got McClure I know all those, on the field still. That I know all those North could be Jersey back. times. Yeah. All right. Um, Speaking of Jersey, Friday, Bo's Wake Forest Demon Deacons in the Gator Bowl against the Fighting Right a uh, Rutgers Scarlet Knights get in because of their APR. Crazy. How about that? 
these bowl games though are getting canceled left and I right. See, well, yeah, no, <laughs> who knows if it will even happen? What is this about? What is all this? What is this COVID stuff? <laughs> what, what is going on here? Uh, yeah, what New Year's Eve. We got, we got Michigan, Georgia, New Year's Eve. Looking forward to that one. What's your prediction? Uh, I mean, I think Georgia, but but, but Georgia. I, I mean, as as good as as good as Kirby Smart is as a coach, uh, and he's outstanding. His quarterback decisions continue to baffle me, and it was actually it was like it was crystallized today. Even like uh, Jake Fromm, and Jake Fromm had a lot of success, but Jake Fromm's not the better quarterback than Justin Fields, and I don't think Stetson Bennett's the better quarterback than than JT Daniels. Like I would have JT, I I, I would have JT Daniels when all are healthy on the field, but far be it from me to talk about Georgia. I need to go on Seth Emerson's podcast to bring that one up. Now, what's going on to the side of you, Zach? Because your 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 uh, attention has been diverted right. every the now game, and then. I have the TV on this side of me. Is the mirror? But, is the mirror? Have you moved the mirror? And is somebody coming out from behind the mirror? <laughs> no, the TV's on the side of me. But ever in the last uh, in in the last 15, 20 minutes of the show, ever since the last ad break, the sync on my mm. screen is is not good, so I can't look at the screen here because. Uh, your guys' lips are moving at a yeah, they're they're moving differently than you're speaking. That's so, the worst. Oh, that I can, if 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 you're yes. watching something and it's like just a little bit off, you, you gotta turn it off. It's so just, it's it's too distracting. It's, it's thrown me off ever since the last ad break. So I'm trying not to look directly at the screen, or there's been times when I pulled things up in front of the screen just because if I look at you guys in the eyes on this, it throws me off. A lot of discussion in the comments tonight, Zach, uh, I'm seeing about uh, now this is tied into the the new clarity of this uh, camera that you have upgraded. But the the strikingness of your fierce blue eyes tonight. <laughs> That's nice of you to say, Santiago. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. There's what, been a uh, lot of comments. I've about seen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Being so beautiful. Yeah, that is. I. I pre I, I don't well, know like how to galaxies, respond to that. those things. You just I, fall right into them. I don't know how to respond to it, but uh but thank you. Please <laughs> have you ever have know. you ever gotten compliments on your eyes before? Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, I've, I've once or twice, yeah. So <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I mean I, I don't once say that. twice. Uh, this no big deal. Uh, we've a been day? going in uh, <laughs> now, we've been going an hour, sixteen minutes. We 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 got to get off. <laughs> Hashtag BWF. You got to put on some, some Brady. You got to continue the documentary <laughs> if that's your goal. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess that'll do it. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> I got him. So, so my, my brothers were teasing me too about the Brady thing when they said, when they said they saw me, um, you know, the, uh, the next day on, uh, you know, and, and, and they're like, Oh yeah, the house yourself last night. What'd you do? And I'm like, I, I, I finally, I finally watched man in the arena. I've been waiting to watch it. Um, and, uh, they're like, that's, that's how you spent your night off. Right. Watching, uh, watching man in the arena, but it was good. It was good. I, I recommend I it was all right. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. The Eagles, uh, despite an ugly start, take care of business. 
They win their two games in five days. They move to eight and seven. They control their playoff fate. They have a chance to clinch the playoffs next week. It has been an impressive job uh, by everybody to uh, overachieve relative to expectations entering the season. Uh, bouncing back from a two and five start, they get credit. Let's see if they can finish the job here. And we will be back on Tuesday to talk about everything uh, that is ahead for the Eagles, everything that is behind us. Uh, Shia will be here. I'm sure he's going to have uh, some thoughts on your eyes, Zach. So I hope not. I hope not. There's a lot more important things to discuss. Well, now I just have to make a note to myself to remember to start the show by asking him about <laughs> please don't please, his thoughts please on your don't. eyes. Um, so for Shield, for Zach, for Marissa, for Elijah, I'm Bo. We thank everybody for listening, for watching, especially those sickos of you watching live. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday. As always, we love you. <laughs>